the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are exploring the doxology of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. Join us for today's broadcast of Abounding Grace. From Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose, this is Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner online at reformedheritage.org. Hi there, and welcome to our time together today. This week, we're looking at the doxology that Paul records for us here in Romans chapter 11. We're in verses 33 through 36 today. That's where we catch up with our teacher and pastor on today's broadcast of Abounding Grace. Doxology, part two. Praising our Lord. As I stated last time, we looked at verses 33 through 36 of chapter 11. These verses are the bridge between the first 11 chapters of Romans and the rest of the book, between truth and obedience. And this is a bridge of praise for what Jesus Christ has done for his people and the church. In chapters 1 through 11, 32, we find truth, doctrine, and praise. And Paul says all of this truth, all of this doctrine, leads true Christians to praise God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We are so often silent When it comes to praise, or we are very weak in our praise of God. But this is a bridge we must all cross. And if we don't, find our lives in glorifying God. We are never going to cross over to obedience, joyful obedience. Because if our lives are not filled with praise for the redemptive work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ... We will not be motivated to obey him. When biblical truths become a real heart praising of God, then obedience flows from that heart. The last time we were together, I said, there are three sins that make us unable to cross the bridge between truth and godly living. The first sin is... We do not think, in intel- think intellectually. So we are not seeing God as the most precious thing in the universe and adoring him and loving him above all else. Today we will look at sins two and three that distract us from praising and adoring our almighty God. Here is the second thing that keeps us from crossing the bridge. If we are going to glorify God, we have to have focus. 
Turn with me, if you will, to Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Do you know that both of those verbs in Hebrew are imperatives? Meaning, of course, they are commands. We are commanded to be still. We are commanded to be quiet. The New Testament says this as well. Paul said, I want you to live a quiet and simple life. Brethren, we are commanded to know this. But how are we going to do this with so many distractions? Let me just tell you this one thing. Christian discipleship, mature worship that praises God, leading to obedience to him absolutely requires quiet learning of God's truth and stillness before him in private, family, and public worship. He commands it, beloved. It's not me telling you this, and it's not a social critique. He commands it. Parents, you've got to be real careful here. A lot of this responsibility lies with you. You've got to be careful about numbing your children's souls. Numbing them by too many activities. Too much exposure. Too many disconnected things. And perhaps the worst thing of all. Of setting up this debilitating life precedence that everything needs to be light and fun and interesting. This is one of the worst lessons we can teach our children that will require them years to get over. You've got to teach them. And yes, it's a fight because they want to be entertained. They want to do all kinds of things. And it doesn't matter how much you want to protect them. Some of this is going to get through the cracks. So you have got to be willing to be put out to teach your children what? You must be still. You must know that God is God. If we don't, everything is just a flickering screen. It is amazing to me, and probably to you as well, that I see two or three-year-olds in restaurants with phones And they're watching all kinds of things. I even hear of children from their parents watching a particular movie two or three hundred times and they think it's cute. What are these parents trying to do? Send their children to hell before they're four? You might ask, what are you saying? Movies lead to hell? No. What I am saying is, if we learn to be still and quiet when we are young, then we will learn to be still and quiet before God as adults, by our parents, putting that that discipline on us. Is it going to be fun? Not always. Are you going, are they going to rebel? Yes. Our children need to be outside running and playing in the parks. I understand that. But there must be 
a daily stillness. There needs to be a time of being quiet. Now, please note again that this doxology in verses 33 through 36 does not occur until after a long presentation of God's truth, God's whole plan and purpose for sending his son into the world. So why don't we appreciate more the praise in verses 33 through 36? Because our attention span is so short. Think a minute. What is all of Romans about? You ought to be able to produce an outline of Romans in your head. You ought to know the leading themes. And I'm not talking about a detailed outline. I'm just talking about knowing the leading themes after a year of study. Why don't we? Because God's thoughts are not precious to us. Because we don't think about it. Because oftentimes we as the adults are the distracted one. Too many things going on. We've taken too much upon ourselves. Maybe it's because of a God complex. Or we have some sixth sense that I'm not really successful. Unless I pile so much on my back that only Hercules could carry on through it. Is that you? You've got to be careful. Careful. Or you will get lost in the constant round of activities. You will lose God and you will lose yourself. Unless there is that stillness and quietness every day to learn of God's glory. To rehearse his truths. To meditate on them. And men, you've got to lead the way. Your wives shouldn't be doing this. Your children certainly are not going to do it. You've got to lead the way. You have got to be a reader, a student, a meditator, a thinker on God's word. Young men, do not even think about getting married. Don't even look at a girl unless there is already discipline in your mind where you're fighting to love God's truth and to bring your life into obedience to it. Because if you don't, misery cometh. Oh, I've got to have a girl. I've got to have a boy. My life is not filled, says the teen boy or girl, until I have someone who just loves me. You see, already in this misery is coming. Divorce is on its way. Don't even think about hitching your wagon to someone else unless you are attached to God first and meditating upon his word. Make sure, fathers, you have daily worship in your home. Make sure that you encourage thinking through Scripture by thoroughly reading the Bible with your family and explaining it and applying it to them in this age especially. Some of the distractions we can't avoid. 
Some of the activities are impossible to get away from. But shut off the devices if you aren't finding time to read God's word or commune with him. If your children are wasting their time playing video games and texting or are glued to the TV screen, they've just signed themselves up for a spanking or two or three. And that's okay. Fathers, is it not your heart's desire to save your children from fire and hell? Solomon told us stripes, stripes is what does it. Because if we don't learn to be subdued when we are young, we are not going to learn it when we grow up. Or if we do, it will be a lot more difficult. So parents, you aren't doing your children any favors by making it easy on them when they are little. You're only doing a favor for yourself by not taking the time and being responsible. Because when they get older and God gets a hold of them, it's going to be so much more difficult for them. I don't want that. I'm sure you don't. I would rather have a little misery now and save my children a lot of miseries later. So have family worship. Teach them God's word. Let nothing, man of God, keep you from crossing this bridge from truth to godliness to the bridge of praise and bringing your children with you by letting them hear you sing God's praises. And talk God's praises so that one generation will praise his name to the next. So the first sin that keeps us from crossing the bridge from truth to obedience is we don't want to think intellectually. Don't give us doctrine. We don't want the creeds. And every man does what is right in his own eyes. The second sin is distraction, allowing other trivial things to keep us from God's word. But there is a third one, and that is pride. I'm particularly talking about this today because I know most of you really love God's truth and you want to obey it. Well, here's a little kicker. Please remember, the more you learn, the more you should be praising God. If you have really learned the lessons. Imagine this. I know I did this in high school. I had a pretty good memory. I could memorize facts by the bucketful. Now, did I necessarily remember them the next day after the test? Not really. They never stuck with me. Oh, of course, many did. So you have a decent memory, and you apply it, and you can do well in school. But for most of us, much of it did not stick with us. You see, I thought learning was more just about manipulating the system to get ahead. But that doesn't work when it comes to learning and applying God's word to our our lives 
My friends, it must be a serious endeavor for the rest of your lives. Please remember, if God has given our congregation his truth, it is so we will praise him. It is so we will adore him and love him and speak of him to others. So it's not enough to merely hear sermons. It's not enough to read good literature or good books about the Bible. Unless to these we join our fervent prayer. Lord, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your words. The eye of faith is more than intellectual apprehension. It includes it. It requires the intellectual work and the comprehension and the thinking. But it is more. It includes the whole man, body and soul and strength and mind, emotions and will. God's truth, when we meditate upon it and think on it, changes us. But if it doesn't, if we're not praising God for what he has given us, if we don't go home at the end of a sermon after fellowship and ask, Lord, help me to remember all of that this week. Help me to praise you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for Jesus and his righteousness. Thank you. Oh, I want to praise you for what you've done for me. I love you, Lord. If it doesn't do that to us, then we're just puffed up. And that's what knowledge can do. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 8.1, we know that everyone has knowledge. And Paul did teach them well. But just knowledge puffs up. Now, Paul didn't draw from that, therefore throw knowledge in the trash can, throw away your intellect. But he says, be aware that true knowledge leads to praise. And praise leads to obedience. So follow the train. Cross the bridge. See what God has done for us and praise him. He has given us truth to illumine the mind and to inflame the heart so that we will praise him. And that praise will lead to obedience. Let's do a little self-evaluation as a congregation. And then you as part of the congregation, ask yourself, how do I know? Whether I am puffed up with what God has taught me. How do I know if for me God's truth, Bible reformed faith, preaching, all of this is not just like a pride filing cabinet. Oh, I'm good. I know it. I understand. Well, how do I know? A few simple questions. Do you love to worship God? Do you praise him in your life? Does his glory, his mercy, his grace, his love inflame your heart? Or do you just sleepily go along? Oh, is there something else? Let's get something new. 
give me a show. I know the truth. You see, that's knowledge that's there, but it's just puffed up. And it has put you in the prison of pride. Do we love to worship God? You know, we grow in this over time. It doesn't come automatically. And please don't think you can correct it. Well, I'm going to do better this week. It doesn't work like that. You've got to be humbled before God's truth. You have to pray for your heart to take it in and a mind to understand God's truth. You need to pray Psalm 119, 18 every day. And you need to mean it. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things. Open my heart to you, Lord. Show me your truth. Show me your glory. Because I know what I need to be changed is not just to, I must have the circumstances like I want them to be. No. I need to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And when I see him, not let my circumstances stay what they were. I've seen God and I love him for what he has done should be our cry. Now, I can move ahead. Even though I'm only crawling now and obeying him a little bit, I will obey him more and more each day by God's grace. Let me make this very simple. Dads and moms... If you want to teach your children this sermon, you can teach them this one sentence today. We don't really understand the gospel unless we are praising God, rejoicing in his mercy and in his goodness. I think that's why the Holy Spirit placed this doxology here. He talks it in here right in the middle of truth, Doctrine and in obedience to Christian living. To tell us, Christian, if you want to cross the bridge to godliness, you must be humbled and grateful for what God has done for you in Jesus. And you must praise God and worship Him. You must sing the doxology. Let me tell you why. Here is the secret in this sermon today. When we worship God, and I don't just mean to come here to feel or to wonder, will so-and-so talk to me this week? Or will the preacher say it just like I think he should? Or how am I really going to feel when this sermon is over? No, no. When I truly come to praise God, to bless Him, thank Him, love Him, when I come to worship Him, something starts to happen and he draws me near. He dwells, and said Jesus, on the cross in Psalm 22, 23, in the praises of Zion. Think about what that means. If your home doesn't have any praise in it, I'm sorry to say, God doesn't live there. You might say, well, that's not right. I, I believe the gospel. I mean, I know these things. Beloved, God dwells in the praises of his church. So if you want a God to dwell in your home, 
and in your life, you better be praising him. And if you're not praising him, you better figure out why. And understand that at the heart of why not is going to be lack of humility, a lack of joy and reverence for the God of mercy and of love and of grace to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want God to dwell with you, if you want God to help you over the rough spots, which we're all going to face, we've all got rough and difficult things to deal with in our lives, and there is only one way to do it. And the funny thing about it is, it is not by me focusing on trying to fix the circumstances. It is by fixing our attention on the majesty and the loveliness and the holiness of God and praising Him and loving Him and adoring Him and telling Him, Lord, You are wonderful. You are very great. Well, that's all the time we have today. This has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. If you'd like to review today's broadcast, we would invite you to contact us for a copy of the program. They're available for just $5. Mention today's date and we'll send a CD your way. Here's where to write to us. PMB number 402, 1484 Pollard Road. That's in Los Gatos, California. The zip code is 95032. Again, that's PMB number 402, 1484 Pollard Road. Los Gatos, California, 95032 is that address. Our phone number, if you'd rather call, 408-866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. Our website is reformedheritage.org, and if you'd like to join us for worship, Sunday services are at 2 p.m. We meet at the Lone Hill Church on 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions at our website, reformedheritage.org, or again, call 408-866-5607. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue our studies in God's Word. Until then, may Christ be your abounding grace. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.